And uh, they kept, the, the votes just kept sprinkling in. They just kept drawing it out until the point where they intercepted a ballot truck that was coming down from New York City. And they stopped it coming into uh, Broward County in Florida. And they busted them and, and they started prosecuting people. And, and that was when they called it quits. And they made DeSantis king of Florida. Wow. I did not know about that story. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Shit. I didn't know that either. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> oh, it tell, tells you what our good old news media is actually, you know, letting us know about the. This is two years, process. two years before that, d- before the 2020 election. So I saw that happen and I was like, this is crazy. This is like, I knew cheating was a part of it, but it's always just what I thought before 2018 was that it was just something that we always go back and forth on. Like Republicans say it's real and Democrats say it's not real. And then like my, my view kind of evolved into like, okay, this is a real thing that like affects elections, you know, and it's really just who controls the means to curtail it, you know? So with, with the uh, mail-in voting and the, so they, they updated and changed a lot of the uh, laws in various districts and states to allow for an expansion of mail-in voting and absentee voting as well as absentee voting. Um, were those changes temporary and just apply to the 2020 election and the, the pandemic situation? Or do you think that, or were they permanent? Will that kind of uh, mail-in voting and absentee voting be a, a fixture or a uh, you know, permanent fixture of our election processes in, in the future? So, so far as like a normal, no, ex- or no excuse sort of thing. So some of it was permanent and some of it, uh, some of it was just temporary for that election. Some of it, they've made uh, legislation at this point to kind of reel it back. You see in Arizona and Georgia and also in Pennsylvania, they all have mm-hmm. different bills that they've tried to put forth after the 2020 election to try and make more rigid rules about how the Georgia one is the, the one that's got the most notoriety because of Stacey Abrams. Um, you know, they've try to say that's a racist bill and this and that, but it's just like, Oh, you need to show ID when you vote. Not everybody can just get a ballot mailed to their door, bo- into their mailbox, you know? Um, yeah, the, the Georgia, all, all the tenants of that are very reasonable. Um, from what I read at least. Yeah. The, the tagline that they use for it is, uh, easier to vote, harder to cheat. You know, they, <laughs> they expand, they expand the hours. They make it so that there's more out. You can vote like virtually, from you know six in the morning to midnight or something like that and, and like uh they make it so you know mail-in balloting is actually expanded uh in a lot of cases but you know you need excuses for it when you vote in person you need to show id like it's just basic rules it's like really low-level boomer stuff yeah exactly so is there any more like complete fuckery that went on like because that one lady's that oh, one recording was amazing i'm <laughs> there's i mean there's plenty of it I, we're only gonna touch a, a small piece of it in this video i guarantee you um but- Andrew, so uh i think we can bullet point a lot of this these clips that you have uh considering the the time that we have left here but i really want to get to that um that joven clip i think we can bullet yeah. point all of them and then we can play that guy's clip in almost the entirety there. So, so can, uh, can I, can I close the door real quick on the mail-in ballots? Um, yeah. Like the, yes, the whole thing. Um, what they did was the legislature is responsible for making changes to balloting. And so they pushed it through the court system. So they used the judges who, so like, if you go to a city like Detroit, you know, who do you, what do you think the judges look like? The people that get elected as a judge in the city of Detroit. Fucking haggard as shit. <laughs> well, they they use those people to push it in the back door, and uh, and allow all of this shit to, uh, despite the wishes of the legislature. Normally, it has to go through the legislature, go through an approval process. It goes through the legislature and then the Senate in the state, and then when they approve it, that's the letter of the law, and that's what happens during the election. But um, that just didn't happen. They just pushed it in the back door, and it, and that was what many of the hearings were about was just the fact that they were able to push this stuff uh, despite what the legislature wanted. And so uh, some of it was just disputes over that, but other pieces of it, you know, you had like um, in Pennsylvania, you know, Pennsylvania was the big one. That was the one that went up to the Supreme court. 
Um, I believe the Michigan one did as well, but there was lawsuits in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and Arizona. Um, am I missing any? I don't think I am. Um, but anyways, like the Pennsylvania ones, there was several. And one of them was just over the fact that they were able to push it through the court system uh, and do something that the legislature who is, you know, in the constitution of the state, it says that the legislature has to determine these rules. You know, they were able to push something that was something the legislature didn't want and didn't vote for. And so um, it was just this weird navigation of the court system where they were able to dictate the rules and slice it in a way that they could, you know, engineer the election in their own favor. And then um, the other big thing that happened in Pennsylvania was um, there was lawsuits over the mail-in ballots, like the absentee uh, votes, where... You know, I don't know if you guys have ever, ever voted van- absentee, but you mail in your ballot and you're told um, once it either gets accepted or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, in most states, they're not allowed to call you and say, correct your ballot or like mail it back to you. Pennsylvania has very strict rules about this. Pennsylvania says that if, uh, if you make a mistake on your ballot, they're not allowed to contact you to, to fix it. And so... The problem, one of the major problems with Pennsylvania was everybody that lived in the city of Pittsburgh or um, also Philadelphia, um, they called them and they asked them to correct their ballots. But everybody that lived in rural areas or anywhere else in the state, they just left it alone. <laughs> oh my so god! You can see there, there's a real there's a real equal protection issue. It was a very interesting issue um, in terms of legal precedents. There's an equal protection issue over equal treatment under the law. You know what I mean? Wow! Yeah, that's incredible. What the fuck? <sighs> but yeah, when the, so when the hearings first started, um, this was something like I didn't know how to orient myself around it, like. It was just happening and I didn't know how to react to it or like understand what was going on. And so the first thing that I saw, um, and Bob, you can, if you have the clip for it, um, Giuliani, you know, he did a hearing in Arizona and that first hearing was just a lot of statistics and, you know, random shit that went on, like, uh, Benford's law looking at like autist looking at the likelihood of whether or not they were allowed to do this. And then he did this hearing that was at um, the, it was actually supposed to be at the Four Seasons Hotel, I believe. But he did this hearing, he did this um, live feed that was at the Four Seasons Landscaping. And you had it up before, it's not this one. Okay. Uh, Um, This one? Yeah, yeah, that one. He did, a, he did a hearing at the Four Seasons Landscaping, and this is when this was the genesis of Stop the Steal. When he came out, um, well, Trump came out and he said the election was rigged, you know, this and that, and, you know, we did the, win this election. And then Giuliani came out. This was before the first hearing, and, and he basically said what he's saying here is that they have a bunch of affidavits and that they're going to fight it. And so he came out and then he, uh, he said this. Why do you think this legal challenge is enough to overturn the poll that was already made for Joe Biden? The poll? The poll. The poll. It was called for Joe Biden. Why do you because they don't decide the election. The call for Joe Biden isn't, is it? Who was it called by? All the, oh my goodness, all the networks. Wow. <laughs> all the networks. <laughs> we have to forget about the law. <laughs> Judges don't count. All the networks, all the networks, all the networks thought Biden was going to win by 10%. Gee, what happened? Come on, don't be, don't be ridiculous. Networks don't get to decide elections. Courts do. So, this is another thing I want to get into is, is like the networks came out and they said, and actually Fox News was, people were really upset about Fox News because you had conservatives, boomer Republicans that watched Fox News on election day call Arizona before they were done counting when actually Trump had more votes than Biden. And people, that was when people started to get hip to the fact that the whole system of the news reporting on who has what state is just bullshit. And um, 
you know, there was even more people on Reddit got really autistic with this stuff. And I, I like, I understand enough about, you know, I, I write software. So when I see some of this stuff, it makes sense to me. Somebody, uh, on the Donald win when, and they took, uh, feeds from, you know, and this kind of relates to the whole issue of like the voting machines, which I'll get into, but they took feeds from, you know, if you looked at CNN and, and there was actually clips that went during election day where there was CNN or, you know, MSNBC, Fox news, all of them were reporting the same numbers, but they would say, um, you know, 20, they would show a frame of a clip and it would show Trump has 40,000 votes and then it would cut back to it and it would say Trump has 20,000 votes and then Biden has an extra 20,000. And so the uh, the data was like fluctuating to where it would subtract the votes from votes from Trump and add them to Biden. And at first people were like, no, there's no way that's happening. You know what's going on? Like that's, you know, it's just a glitch in like CNN. It's a glitch in MSNBC. You know, it's the news fucking it up. And so um, people on the Donald.win started picking apart the, apart the numbers. And what you can do with those pages is you can take cached versions of them. And um, are you guys, if I say like an API, are, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? So an API is like a data feed to a website. Most websites use APIs. Okay. And it's like, you know, you do a request to something and it will return you back some data. And so um, they use, they all use a common API. It's called the Edison API. And the Edison API is what reports the voting results to all of the news networks. Should have used the Tesla API. (laughs) (laughs) So they, so basically they all got the same feed and that feed was just subtracting and adding votes and all giving them all fucky information. And here's another thing, like you can go to cache versions of those pages and you can see the numbers being subtracted just by looking at the data on the page. And that's what people on the Donald.win did. They looked at cache versions of CNN or MSNBC or Fox News, and then they looked at or NBC, whatever. And then they took numbers from like minutes before and they saw like, oh, at this time, people, you know, the Edison API subtracted 20,000 votes from Trump and added them to Biden. Now, quick question, because I don't understand how any of this works. Oh, I know. Is I the, know a lot about the Edison well, API. So go ahead. Yes. The Edison API. Now, is that getting direct information from voting machines? Or Good is question. That, yeah. I looked into this myself. So <laughs> th- this this is something I looked into it before anybody on the Donald.win was talking about it or anybody else. And here's what I found. And I did my own independent investigation of several things. The the other thing was the voting machines, but I'll get into that later. Um, So basically, they have an API when... uh, So you have Dominion voting systems. You have uh, um, EDS or... what? That's not it. Wait, hold on. Give me the retarded short version of it. Only because we're running long. There's several... There's several different brands of voting systems that are used throughout the different precincts. And all of those basically work the same way. They post data up to an application. So they have an API, which is something that receives data. And that API takes it and tabulates it and cuts it in a certain way where all they do is they just calculate the results and then they send it out to the next API. Does that make sense? Yes. But like, okay, so wait, is it getting... The, just yes or no? Is is the Edison API getting its results directly from voting machines? No, and that's a good question. So here's what happens, and I and I looked into this. Was um, the Edison? So when the voting machines post, they do not post to the Edison API. Where they post is an, another API called Skytel, S C Y T L, and where that API exists is in Barcelona, Spain. And what? that API, yes, yes. And, and that API, they, it's not open source, so it's closed source. Nobody in the U.S. government has access to it. So stuff goes in and it not comes out. the U.S. government? Not like the people who are uh, contracting its use? As far as I know, but I know that we as citizens don't have access to it. You know, but 
if you go onto the their GitHub repository, they do have some stuff that's open source components of Skydle. And if you look at those components, they have stuff like uh, rank choice voting or weighted elections or like these obscure European models where it counts things on a curve in favor of one person or another. And if you were to go and set these settings on the back end of this API, you could calculate the votes of anything incorrectly. <laughs> and we have no way to access how they did it. Like this is oh this is God. all open source stuff. Anybody can go look oh. this up. Like I saw it, and then the Donald Dot Win was reporting on it like two weeks later. But so um, if, you, if you check a box wrong, oh. the the whole of any uh, voting machine votes from the U.S. are counted wrongly and we can't see how they counted them. no no you don't even get to check the box they get to check the box yeah yeah they, i mean they, yeah they check the box yeah that's that's what i mean like <laughs> don't worry this is exactly how the cia designed it <laughs> oh this is obviously by design like when i say that the united states is literally run by an like a people a bunch of banking cartels that are that have no borders Cabal. or nation Cabals. i'm Yes, I, I never, I never fully understood understood what you meant by that until I looked into this. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously never listened to the Holocaust episode or the 9-11 episode or the Rothschild Bank but episode. I know, I, know, I know some of the points. I know some of the points. I, I'm, I'm getting to it. Oh, dude, that's fucking crazy, though. That's that's actually insane. That I didn't know anything about that. Like so, when they say every vote counts, even that's a lie because it's not. It does, your vote literally does not matter. Well, it doesn't count as one vote towards the person you voted for. <laughs> they don't. They don't know how it counts. You know, <laughs> like they. So so, I want to. Uh, I have a quick question on on that. So you're yeah. saying that the Dominion and other voting machines effectively report the results. To this Skydal service uh, in Barcelona, based in Bar- with servers or whatever, based in Barcelona. Um, how how is the data transmitted? Uh, for, let's let's just go specifically towards the Dominion machine. Like, does it? Uh, you know, is there a, a wide area network or an uh, internet connection to where it will report it that way, or do they like yes. have a USB drive? So there's 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 an there's a way that it's supposed to happen, which is you have like there is a tabulation machine which is supposed to be separate from the voting machine. The voting machine is not supposed to have internet access, but we know um, from some of the findings of the hearings that many of them did. And also, um, so, you know, um, I'm getting way off in the weeds here, but my my oh, my, my point about the machines here, like I, I just want to make this real quick, is that, you know, it's not like the the place where people really get messed up when they're talking about the machines like, I know, I understand that, like, Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell, when they talk about, you know, vote hacking and all this stuff, it sounds really wild. But, like, for me, you know, I'm somebody, I've, I've dealt with cybersecurity most of my career, like, you know, and I, I write software for cybersecurity. So, like, I look at this stuff in terms of, like, attack vectors. Is it possible? You know, how would it happen if it did? Like, just consider, could it happen? Not did it happen, you know? Yeah. yeah. did it? It's 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 a lot more hard to prove that something did happen than whether or not it could. Normally, the way that cybersecurity works is that you prove that all of your avenues of attack are closed, you know, because you just assume that if they're open, somebody's going to exploit them. Yeah. Hey, Andrew, quick, quick, quick question, uh, cybersecurity question. In your your yeah. expert opinion, expert knowledge, uh, how many things that have internet access have been hacked? <laughs> What are you most fucking talking about? I hate all of you. Them. I, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> fucking Josh. Yes, yes, Bob. That's the correct answer. All of them. I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, <laughs> one of the things I used to do like several years ago, you, you guys know I, I'm big into like cryptocurrency. Um, yes. Really? So I used to mine, I used to mine Bitcoins <laughs> and like sell them to people. And I'm, you'd be surprised how many of the people that I would come in contact with that were just looking to buy Bitcoins who didn't even know what they were but had to buy them to pay off ransomware. Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah, Holy it was a, a very large amount of people. And, and like me as the seller, I don't know how to handle that because like 
you know, I, I'm just, I'm trying to help them like protect their business. You know, I don't like giving money to terrorists or whatever, but you know, it's like, what are you going to do? It's, you know, you have Joe Schmo running a fucking hat shop or they're selling shoes, you know, like who's just trying to protect their customer data and like get out of it alive, you know, like, are you going to tell them no? Why? Holy fuck. I'm. Andrew, so you, confused as to what that's just really happened. Interesting. I, need, I need to talk to you about this sometime uh, in depth in the future. Blown my fucking Crazy. mind, and we haven't even gotten into the kinematic artifacts yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is a kinematic artifact? <laughs> oh boy! Oh no! What is are, are we gonna do this now? Yeah, we should do we're, it. We're doing now. We're doing. No, now. we should. Oh, we're okay. going long. Whatever. We're going long this episode. Everyone can fucking deal with it. <laughs> I so like- can I set the can I set this up a little bit? Wait, wait. Before you do, let me close my how I think about the voting machines. So okay, Dominion voting machine takes that info, it sends it to fucking Barcelona. Yes, and then it goes from Barcelona to where? Not just Dominion, all of them. Okay, all the voting machines go to Barcelona. This Which is, is this already is fucking insane. Boomers, boomers, um, just sidetrack a little bit. Boomers get really hung up on Dominion, but it's not like Dominion has unique problems to them, which um, if you if you guys want, I can get into those a little bit because I, I did my own like independent audit of it. Like I found code reviews online and I and I posted them in the cabin chat if you guys saw them. That, I don't know what that means, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get back to that. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, like like a, you you show me code for anything. I'm like, uh, that might as well be like a made up elven language that yeah. from a fictional so, book. I'll give you a, I'll give you a couple things from that, like, and then we'll, we'll just you know I'll move on. But like the uh, so I went and I, I when the whole Dominion thing was happening, Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and all of those people were coming in front of the media. Like I said, I try to consider, is it even possible? And what I did was I looked it up myself. I went online and I looked for them and I found from Texas and California had their own, because uh, it's Freedom of Information Act stuff. They posted on their website information about the Dominion voting systems. You know, they did code reviews, static code analysis of these different systems. And I found a few different things. I tried to pull it up on Parler prior to this because I, I posted this all on my Parler, but Parler deleted all of my posts. And they did that. <laughs> um, they did it like they, if you guys remember, like Amazon shut down their servers and then they had to migrate yeah, and yeah. all this stuff. And they're like, oh, we're going to migrate everything eventually. They never migrated my posts. My posts never came with it. But I made several posts about this stuff. But what? <laughs> off, off the top of my head, there's a few things I remember. And the one important one that I want to get to is the keys lacked entropy. What does this mean? This means that every single key, and these keys are the admin keys to the system. So this is a person that not only has permission to go in and change a vote, they have permission to delete the audit logs so that nobody knows that you went in and changed a vote. And the keys lacked entropy. So all of the keys are the same. Every key for those Dominion voting system what? is the same exact what? key. The, oh, no. And on top of that, there was a warehouse. How many, how many people have admin keys? Like, There was a warehouse of keys unknown. near Philadelphia oh, oh, that was robbed Christ. a week before the election. They didn't like, the, the, what? That's oh, known? So, That's like let me say that again. Thing. Postpone the election. That's like. This is a known thing. Let me say that again. There is a warehouse of keys. These key cards to these Dominion voting systems, the same system that I looked at the code audit for, that were robbed a week prior to the election. And they can access any Dominion machine. They can change votes and they can delete audit logs. They can do anything on the system. So, okay. So, let me get this straight. They need need two things. They need two things to delete a vote and change an audit log. They need a password, an admin password, which in the city of Detroit... The admin password was written on fr- on the front of the terminal on each of the machines, and you can look that up. That's that's confirmed. What the fuck? 
Wait, what? In, in your expert security and cyber sec- expert opinion in cybersecurity word now. How do that's a standard protocol, right? <laughs> the password to the machine was written on the front of the terminal, and all you needed to change the vote and delete the audit log was the key card and the password. Gotta so love that have- two-factor authentication. Oh wait. And the key cards were stolen right. out of a warehouse a week before the election. All right, so hold on. Let me break this down dumbly then, like a like a real idiot like me. So you you can definitely change the votes and the audit log in these. This is the Dominion machine specifically. All of but them. But. Oh, never mind. Then all the voting machines go to Barcelona where they can do anything they want with them and we have no way to access the information yeah. that's in Barcelona. And this is the part that a lot of people miss when we talk about election fraud. Like a lot of times they think that it's like, oh, you know, there's Russian, you know, fucking typing on the keyboard coming in from fucking another country, just, you know, doing all sorts of crazy hacksaw shit. No, there's just a lot of avenues open. There's a lot of opportunities to cheat. So the question is, how many people want to? So they, it Everyone. doesn't even matter though. No, like none of that matters because they can change it in Barcelona. You have no way to, it's closed source. Like you said, you have no way to look at what happened in to the votes once they get to Barcelona. So not only do you have all these avenues to cheat on the individual voting machines, you can already cheat it once it goes to Barcelona by whatever like ghoul 13 family illuminati ghoul is there that wants the numbers to look however they want yeah and and beyond that after barcelona it goes to the edison api who controls the edison api i don't don't know know. actually who oh (laughs) oh oh okay no one knows quick question i'm I'm looking up the skydal uh company in barcelona um yeah they're on github Oh, cool. Yeah, I can try and look it up there. I was just looking at Wikipedia to get, trying to get an idea of like what their history was. Um, but firstly, there's not a lot of information there. But secondly, um, they, they had a bankruptcy in mid-2020. Uh, do you know kind of exactly what came of that? or What? Um, yeah, yeah, they, they went uh, the, the, in Spain. They're, they were declared bankrupt 2nd of June 2020. Spanish court declared them bankrupt. <laughs> um, Before the election. They, they, yeah, um, they, they sold off. I, I didn't even know this. Stuff. Yeah, I was wondering if like that might. Uh... I'm telling you, man. Like, like I, I looked, I, I, I looked into this stuff, but not like in all that deep, you know. So like, but even then, it's like I just saw a lot of stuff that I was like, man, that's fucked, you know. Like, I, I don't know why Skydal went bankrupt. I know that also Dominion Systems came from a Venezuelan. Uh, it was, it stemmed from a Venezuelan company years ago. And a lot of stuff was said about this in conservative media, but they they were an evolution of a of a uh, Venezuelan company that existed for the sole purpose of assisting Venezuelans with rigging the vote. Well, we I all honestly, know, you, hold on, we all know that Venezuela has the most secure elections in the world, right? That's yeah. what's, <laughs> what's been happening in the last like decade. The most the most secure election of all time. What what bugs me? What blows my mind is like I. You know what? I, I think there's like a mind trick going on with these old school voting machines. Because like when you walk in, it's like this ancient slot machine you're walking up to that they like. It looks like they repurposed the slot machine into a, a way to vote. And like, I just expect it's like chunk And then like an old lady from your town who's too nosy named like Dorothy or Gladys, like just gives the votes to... Like they report them to the state, and then they—that's how you get your precincts votes. Yeah, I, I go there, and there's there's just a bunch of like crazy black women just sitting there, like, oh, I think you go over here, and it's like, uh, you don't know, like which you know which which fucking machine am I supposed to go to? Just tell me what I'm supposed to do, like, and I, I don't know that my I don't know that my vote counts or that it doesn't. There's no way to to determine otherwise, you know. Yeah, you can't look up like your social security number and see what like if you like what you voted for. How to? There's no w- accountability for this system at all. We should exactly. Make lists. Yeah, lists are cool. So wait, so let's go into some more scams though. Like voting machines are fucked. So we know that. What's the next clip slash scam you were going to show us? 
What's this kinetic artifacts? Kinematic. Kinematic, sorry. <laughs> okay, um, I'll, I will set this one up a little bit. Um, so this guy, you know, this was the very last hearing that happened. And, like, the hearings that went on, like I said, I'm kind of just reaching for whoever's broadcasting anything. This is happening in front of the legislatures and the Senate of the different states. So it's normal functions of government that everybody wants to know. So you would expect that the media outlets would be reporting this stuff, but they did not. And so, like, I'm getting it from RSBN. I didn't even know about RSBN prior to November 3rd. You know, and uh, at this point, I'm, I'm tuning into RSBN. Anything they're broadcasting, I'm watching. And RSBN is just a bunch of boomer Republicans from Alabama that's just following these people around with cameras, like, trying to get into the right place. And they fuck up their videos all the time. But RSBN, OAN, they were the only people that were covering any of this stuff. And um, this guy right here, uh, he, he invented a technology that is used for determining what is a counterfeit. And it's meant to be used for elections. They look at misaligned uh, targets on the, uh, the Q codes on the side. They look at, um, you know, things like uh, the votes, whether or not the bubbles are consistent with something that was written by a human and not a machine. And this guy was actually the guy that invented the QR reader. Oh, wow. And he showed up in the very last hearing. This was at the ass end of all the hearings. Um, which, the, which state hearing was this recorded from? That we have the clip from this was this was from Georgia and and just some context like <laughs> I watched every single one of these and you know they were varying different degrees of amusing the first one that was took place in Arizona which was like immediately after the election maybe a week after um, that one was a lot of stats that's where they talked about like Benford's law and they talked about you know um, statistics which. Um, I don't know if you guys want to do that now or I could get to it at the end, but I, I've got a lot of stats on weird shit about the election. You guys heard the shit about like we, we can close out on that. Yeah, let's yeah, let's let's get to this clip here. Let, you want to just run this guy's um, intro? Yeah, so this is the guy that invented the QR reader and, and uh, he's proposing to Georgia Senate that he's going to come in and do an audit of whether or not the ballots are authentic. Jovan, J-O-V-A-N, Hutton Pulitzer. I am an inventor and pattern recognition expert about codes on machines, how things are swapped, server overseas. I'm just going to show you the simple basis of what possibly went on, but most importantly, how this is fixed, how it's detected, fixed, and will never happen again. And that basically is based on my technology background for over the last 30 years. The fact that your phone now can scan a barcode in any grocery store or any kind of code, or in fact, you hear Q codes here today, any type of machine-readable code as it talks to the internet, that's my technology. It's a basis of my patent portfolio of about 200 patents on that particular one. It's broken. It's messed up. The color's not right. We have all experienced this before. What I'm going to be talking about is kinematic artifacts. If we'll move on to the next PDF, please. I'm going to show you how my process of our team, what we're going to do, and if we can enlarge that, they'd be great, is we can detect what I'm calling the counterfeit. If you're looking at it, you can see the difference between the two. The handwritten one, the ink is over the paper. Look at the bottom one. That's a machine filling in an oval, and that's a machine filling in a scribble. It completely off-register. You remember when I told you you feed a dollar to the snack machine and it kicks it back? It's because that dollar's broken. It's off-register. The machine says, I don't recognize this. I don't recognize this. What do you want me to do with it? I have no regard. This is amazing. <laughs> so the... Uh what, what what was shown basically is like those little bars on like the very edge of each ballot. There's like a series of bars basically. And it's saying it's like, well, if it's counterfeit, they won't be the exact same size. And so what, what my system is reading is that it, it should be this size and it reads this size. And it might be a millimeter. It might be a fraction of a millimeter. 
that it's detecting it. It's it's actually like you see there's like a little ghost of one that's like right on the left hand side of it or the right hand side. It looks like a loading so, um, bar that isn't fully loaded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and basically what they were doing was um and this is something that he said during the hearings that that I didn't capture in the clip was that they were sending uh ones that were off register 100% off register to precincts that were Republican precincts and it matched up whether or not the precinct voted Republican was the how on register that the that the uh the little uh codes on the side were and what those are you codes sending? Sorry what you said you said they're sending uh ballots that were off register to Republican precincts what do you mean by sending So the the ballots that they used to vote in those precincts the Republican precincts were the ones that were oh, just oh, completely so off kilter defective defective ballots to places they predicted would vote Republican Yes Guys, wait. I have something that this actually fits my expertise. So I fix giant commercial printers in print shops, and we do a lot of the printing for ballots, especially for like elections. Like we send out all the bat, we send out a shit ton of ballots. Not all, but I'm sure. Other- Bob, can you go back? Because I, I I want Aaron to break this down. Hold on, hold on. Now, no. What I actually what you were saying how how you're saying the Republicans the precincts got ballots that were off register. So now what you, how you would actually find that out. And I don't know if anybody could dig into that now at this point, um, but they probably have some way to recover some of these jobs is find out the print shops that these were printed at. Cause what yeah, they but, would have but to you'd get need to do an audit to do that. Wouldn't you? Yes, probably. By the way, up to update on that. Georgia is doing an audit. They started well, whole, two days. They started two days ago. They're 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 beginning an audit. So so wow. we have these. We have files for ballots, but usually what you get is you get the um, you're getting the same file just compiled for different um, er, like areas. So the job has like this place gets 250 ballots. This place gets this number of ballots, and they have it separated yeah. that way. But if you actually had to, wanted to make a difference so that there were ones that were going to not register, either you'd have to have separate jobs, completely separate jobs being printed with a different file for ballots for different precincts. So maybe they have three of them. Like they have one that's totally legit, one that's slightly off kilter, and one that's really off kilter. And the really off kilter when, when, job. Wouldn't they would go all to, be separate jobs though, regardless? Because they're all for different they're all different content, aren't they? I, I don't no, know printers. So all they'd have all they'd have is like one file compiled and and it'd be like a banner sheet in between to be like, this is for this precinct, and then the stack of ballots below it. Okay. So if if you did it for a separate one for different, depending on how Republican or Democrat the uh, voting wise uh, precinct is, you'd actually have a different file for that ballot because it'd have to be a little bit off register, like you were saying. So either I know this now. Yeah, now there's either like three separate jobs that the print shop gets, like oh this this job goes to these guys, which I doubt, or. When they have it, when they, the guy that compiles the job, when they order the job to begin with, uh, he has it compiled so that there's, let's say, 10,000 ballots, okay? But he changed the the PDF slightly once it gets to, like, a certain precinct for all those. So he input his own ballot for that that's off kilter, and you would never notice it. So it's just it's interesting because then you could find out if there was a difference in those if you did an audit and could get those jobs from that print shop that whatever print shop printed those for those precincts. It would be fun. It would be kind of cool to see if somebody fucked with the job or if it's all exactly the same. That's interesting information. I, I think um, you know the the Georgia audit is just you know they've just began talking about it like two days ago. But I wonder if they're going to get into that level of detail in terms of looking at the jobs for the printing. Because, I, I mean, what he's saying is legitimate. Like, I feel like it could be easily disproven, you know? It would, it would eventually lead back to the print shop, and then it would lead to whoever gave the file to be printed to the print shop. Like, I doubt the print shop people are doing it. But a lot of times you get a job 
outside of where you're at, and they just com- they just hand it to the operators and they print it. So, uh, Andrew, what 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 do they use to prove or demonstrate that um, all of these uh, defective ballots were delivered to Republican precincts? Uh, was it just that there was an increased rate of uh, kinematic artifacts detected, or, or you know, off-register um, instances there, or did they like you know, identify this this case with the ballots? He was he was given a handful of sample ballots. That's that's how he did it during the during the uh, this particular hearing. He kind of gets into that though, doesn't he? He kind of describes what what go, yeah. what happened. Yeah. Let, and did, wasn't he saying that it one he could detect between machine filled out dots and yes. human filled out? That's what he was getting it, into with the other. It's thing. pretty straightforward stuff. It's just looking at a piece of paper and then like determining whether or not like using machine learning algorithms to determine whether or not something's legitimate. I mean, it's very standard, you know. Yeah. But they don't they don't do it with votes. Why don't they? You know. <laughs> well, that's inconvenient. Let's go ahead with this clip. No regard for the smoke and mirrors of how the machines work, the hidden stuff in the code, or how this machine's supposed to be programmed. If the machine worked according to programming, none of us would be standing here. We're here because something broke. Number one, regardless to the machine, I don't care about the machine. I don't want to run another ballot through a machine. That's why we're here. So I do not care about how the machine reads it and what you're doing. I care about getting to the physical ballot. So in our world of what we're doing, which you'll understand this is a mechanical engineer, I've now said, I don't care about the machine. So now all those rules went right out the door. We want to know if these ballots are authentic or counterfeit. (laughs) I love this. This is probably the greatest part of like this whole thing because this is what we were talking about with like the the printer issue right are these just stacks of ballots that were pre-filled out by a machine and just tossed in there and were the ones given out to actual people were they fraudulent were were they off kilter were were they the ones that would be sent off you know what i mean if you send everyone if you have your own forty thousand dollar printer you can print off 140 ballots a minute, fucking no problem with it already pre-filled out. Yeah. You could do that no so they problem. They could have even bypassed a print shop and done it themselves with all this random money they're getting for elections. Oh, uh, exactly. I would. I doubt it would even go through a print shop. Like, I bet the ones that went through print shops were legitimate because who wants to leave that paper trail of, like, paying off a fucking legitimate business? Like... Especially for something you could set up with, like, a guy that has two years of repair experience and, like, can run a printer. Like, it's all you need. And then you need 120 grand of equipment to print off. You could print off all the ballots for an entire state with, like, $100,000 worth of printers. No problem. (laughs) Uh, How many uh, hundreds of millions of dollars were somebody states getting i could install and set that up no problem three plotters basically you just set up yeah i could i could set that up in in like give me the equipment and like a day per machine and i could have that set up for them (laughs) all right (laughs) and operate it for him too (laughs) just here you go let's uh continue on this he's getting into the paper ballot argument here we want to make sure every vote is verified This is not about President Donald J. Trump or President-elect Joe Biden. This is about, are we still a country where your vote matters? One person, one vote. If you refuse to allow the ballots to be examined, the ballots, not the smoke and mirrors, but the ballots, let the machine look at it, not the voting machine that already messed up. Machines do what you tell them. You just have it look at that and verify the vote. Can be corrected and detected now by the simplest of things. It takes you days or weeks to recount votes. Give me these 500,000 ballots. We'll have them done in two hours. Vote. Verify the vote. The paper. The paper. I don't care about the councils or committees. I'm sorry. 
And in case you didn't tell, I'm not going to bow to it. I do care about the American people. Respectfully request uh, that you go. Five, can you pause it real quick? Yeah. So this hearing, like, just to kind of set this up a little bit, it was a pretty boring hearing. There was, like, elderly people that were coming in like, oh, this person, you know, they didn't quite count it the way that the law says they're supposed to. Like, they were just, like, really innocuous claims. Like, legitimate claims, but, like, really small things. You know, and that was the entirety of the hearing. And this guy comes in like a fucking thunderbolt at the end of it. He's on fire, dude. Like, I, I love this guy. But this is at the end of the hearing. They come back after he's already left. And then they give this announcement right here. For just a couple minutes to Javon Pulitzer. He's just informed me of some very serious new evidence that he's just obtained from a Fulton County voting uh, polling place within the last hour. And I think this committee uh, needs to hear this. At this very moment, at a polling location in the county, um, not only do we now have access through the devices to the poll pad, the system, but we are in. And it's not supposed to have Wi-Fi, and that's not supposed to be able to happen. So we've docu documented now it's communicating two ways in real time, meaning it's receiving data and sending data, should never happen, shouldn't be Wi-Fi. We've now documented it in real time so we can suck down the data. But that's going on right there where everybody's voting. And I just wanted to get it into the record. <laughs> so at, at the end of the hearing, the guy, so one of the, the senators comes back and announces that he's coming back. And that he's hacked into the voting machines in one of the precincts. That's still on weeks after the election. Had uh, oh, I don't, uh, a quick question following up on this. Why, why is there any reason why uh, some of this, you know, QR scan type uh, kinematic artifact scanning detecting technology would not be implemented into the voting machines? You would think that these voting machines would be specifically designed for uh it, it, you know the tabulating votes and de detecting counterfeits it's it's very it's it's very clear to me that the voting machines are not set up to be secure they're set yeah. up to be insecure they want to give you avenues to come in and cheat and it also seems that seems to be the case it seems to be that they want every avenue to be covered every single avenue they give them multiple avenues and they cover every single one of them right yeah, you wouldn't want to use QR codes. You wouldn't want to use something actually secure if you want to take a bunch of Zuckerberg money and cheat the election. Well, it's, it's not even a security thing at this point. It's a it's a half-assed technology. It's they're buying the worst product for counting votes. You would think I, I would think, especially there are multiple companies. It's not just Dominion. I would think that there would be some level of competition. And, you know, innovation, uh, improving, trying to advertise, uh, you know, better voting machines, but apparently not. Uh, and, you know, government contract precedents in play. Oh my God. Okay, I have two <laughs> questions to wrap up. All right. First one, because I love doing this scenario. And now I have Wordna here. Gun to your head, Wordna. If you're wrong... You die. Did Ashley Babbitt get killed on January 6th? <laughs> yes or no? Before I answer that, let, let me just say one thing, though. Like, <laughs> I think I think that the answer to that is, like, not that important. Oh, no. I, I, I get what you're saying. But if you you would just have to be right, you had this is have to be right to live. So your life is staked on you yeah. being correct. After evaluating all of this, did that girl get shot and die on camera? Oh, man. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Josh? I'm replaying the footage in my head. I, I hadn't looked at some of those clips as closely as uh, before as we did today. I'm saying no as well. Ooh, we usually don't get Josh on that. He usually goes right back to whatever the regular regular person answer would be. Bob? Everything about the scenario is is wrong. Like, it, it, not not just like a few people in the background, not just the shooter, not just the the, the cops and the, yeah, the, the 
uh, yeah, not just the cops, not just Ashley Babbitt herself. Everything is wrong. Right? Every single aspect of that video is off. All right. Do you want Bob, my answer Bob. now? Yeah. All right. After um, reviewing the video and seeing how people reacted to a nine millimeter round being shot indoors with fucking granite and tile everywhere. Yeah, that's a hundred percent fake. That is a hundred percent fake. <laughs> finally, I finally fucking Dude, got him. all of those people. All of those people would be like clutching their ears being like, Oh my God, like what is no, happening? No, it's, it's the kid these days and their headphones. Yeah. Their headphones, their rock concerts, they've already blown out their eardrums. The, like a gunshot, they're hardly sensitive to it, any, it anymore. It's the rock music and no. the death metal. If I was there, I'd be checking my ear if it was bleeding or not. Like, that, that's how loud that would be. <laughs> All right, quest- last, final question. Hold on. This is really important. Gun to your head did more or less than 80 million people vote for Joe Biden. Living human beings. Less. Josh. For sure less. Obviously less. I'm I'm gonna qualify this answer with less, but I also think that two two fifths of Trump votes went to Biden. I, I, I have a stats on that real quick. So I the love of stats on that actually. Oh my god. <laughs> so Biden won 15% of the uh, counties in the U.S., a record low amongst any presidential candidate in any election ever. Obama won 69 million votes, Trump 74 million, and Biden 81 million. So it it was just targeted. It was was just the counties that mattered that he won. It was a strategy, man. So he he won a record low of any presidential candidate ever, and he won the election with the for most any any president ever. any president that won right like right who and, was going- and, and it's it hasn't happened since nineteen eighty five or in nineteen eighty um I had the year here was it Reagan yeah yeah Reagan, Reagan. nineteen nineteen eighty four um when. The person that wins the most Bellwether counties wins the election. It's happened every year since 1984, and before then, it's been mostly consistent with that. Biden won one out of 19 Bellwether counties, and Trump won 18 out of 19. Holy fuck. Excuse me, what is a Bellwether county? Bellwether counties are, it's just a statistical, um, uh, I could look it up, but it's it's a statistical thing, like counties that are crucial to winning the election. It's it's just a st- statistical argument that if you win these counties, uh, okay. you're going to oh, win okay. the election. Yeah. That makes okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Ohio and Florida of counties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, go ahead. So hold on. Oh wait, now we've gone way too long. So <laughs> that's going to wrap up that part. I do want, we do have a couple voicemails that we didn't get to because I just forgot to check the voicemail last episode. So I do want to get to the two voicemails that we have. I believe both from the same person once each week. Yes, this is uh, Bobby on Evolution. Okay, I guess I should have put two and two together by now. But I'm just finding out that Aaron doesn't believe in evolution. Rather than argue, which I'd rather... uh, you guys just do an evolution conspiracy episode. Just go full retard. Be awesome. Like, what's this evolution thing all these nerds are talking about? I don't know what you guys think. No, I had I had a, one more like saved round for the like Edison data in in the voting tabulation skydal. No, and all that shit. you're not allowed. We We're at, we ended it. <laughs> okay. We're so way past that. What do you think about evolution? <laughs> Yay or nay? <laughs> Yay or nay? Whether or not it exists, yeah. Like, what? what do you, just what do you think about? Does it, it exist, quick... or does it exist, or d- did humans? What is the question? I am under. I my my take is that evolution and um, creationism can coexist in the same in the same universe. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoy that that narrative of the theology. 
I think they could exist in the same universe, and I always believed in evolution. And then um, I started actually looking into like what their actual uh, claims on evolution are, and based on Who, the who's amount they? of who's they, like just like at, triple like, parentheses, say like <laughs> the science, the science there, there on evolution. Thanks for clarifying the science. Yes. yes. So basically, their claim is that all creatures came from like primordial ooze. That then evolved like you know we were like a a, a, a one cell organisms just kept splitting until they became every creature and plant on the whole planet. Now the, the the place where I get off with that is like, how would anybody know? But not even that. Whoa, whoa! Just mathematically, si- evidence based science. This is That'd what convinced me. This is exactly what convinced me mathematically they there's not enough time so usually what they say is like oh they just keep adding zeros like they're just like oh it's a trillion years but they set an age to the universe and they set an age to what they say the earth is how old it is and when like life started ignore the fact that they would never know that and it's wild speculation but just the fact that even if it's generally that big um this guy was talking about like bacteria samples. Like they have these cultures of bacteria that would have a lifespan of like two seconds and they could see more generations of bacteria observably in a year than humans have ever existed. No problem in a year. And they never change species. They've never observably seen a species turn into another species and then reproduce. Ever. There's not a single example of that. What What about dogs? Hey, I thought your answer was going to be like a punchline or something funny, and you're trying to start a whole new episode. <laughs> like a fucking oh, no, sorry. piece of shit. <laughs> Do- dogs aren't a new species, though. They can mate with wolves. They're, they have different uh, t- like characteristics, but they c- wolves and stuff can mate. Uh, okay, here's, here's my... Uh, my- Here's my take. Um, next week, I'm going to bring in a, the the Kurzgesagt video on evolution, <laughs> and it is going to convince Aaron. Those sorry, those, uh, cute little animations. The do 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 do. Jesus Christ! Music, you bring up Bob Aaron's is right. Bob is right. We this is a whole new this is a whole new episode. That eventually, Bobby, good point. We're can gonna we like, do that. Can we get like a, a chess a chess timer for Aaron's comments. Aaron spiral. What, what did Bobby? What did Bobby even say? I, I couldn't even hear it. He wanted us to do an evolution episode. Yeah. Okay. So I decided to start it right now at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby has another voicemail. I hope you guys can hear it. I'm going to juice it all the way up. Okay, hear me out. Rock and roll is literally the devil's music. Just looking at all like the satanic cult shit going on these days that's been going on, but now it's more apparent and how everything is one script controlled by like five Jews. Uh, we had a group of parents we called lame because we were, they were like, this is the devil's music. So we go, yeah, whatever boomers. And to them, they're literally seeing a wave of people all dressed with skulls in demonology t-shirts, throwing the Maloke, like sign at a a person in the stage who's got his arms spread out like a antichrist singing about murder. Like, I don't think they were lame for thinking that. I think we were just angsty kids that got tricked by a bunch of evil Jews that wanted to, uh, kind of program us all to worship Satan or, uh, that tranny God, whatever the fuck bath and that. I don't know. Get so rant. That tranny god Baphomet. <laughs> we could here almost. We have that. to fix yeah. whatever your audio sharing is. It's insane. I thank God I listened to that beforehand because I got the voicemails. But basically, he's saying how like we used to make fun of the the boomer parents that would be like rock and roll. It's the devil's music, and he's like, I think they were just accurate. They were just throwing up Malok signs, and it's like that the whole industry is. It is Malik. He said Malok, though. I was yeah. quoting Bobby. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's so true. Like, it's been, and he said, he call, I love how he called out Jews. 
mine twice in the same voice now. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah. But he's right. It's like it's like uh, a few production companies running the entire music industry run by like five old guys that call themselves Jews. But it really has been satanic the whole time. Like Yeah. Oh yeah. And now it's just super obvious. And yes. we're like, oh, our parents had a point. Our grandparents were 100% right. It is satanic, and we should not be worshiping or listening to it. Yeah, exactly. I think satanic cults get a bad rap. That's all. (laughs) Wow. Says the spook. (laughs) All right. Do you guys want to wrap it up on that then this week? We'll we'll do what science says next week, because this is like a two-hour episode. Science didn't discover anything this week. Deal. Guys, yeah. thank you for listening. I hope you learned a lot about fake shootings and or election fraud because the voting system here is fucked up way more than I thought it was. Absolutely. Uh, we're not. Thank you so much for your in-depth analysis. I I'm going to say it all, like right now. I already thought the election was a fraud. And now that I know all this information it's it's that much more disheartening to know it was actually a fraud. <laughs> Just so you know, I I only covered a small fraction of what I had, so like it, it's it's even worse than you think it is. Oh, but I, I, I did I I did my best, like you know, you did great. Oh, we'll probably do a part two then if it's that in depth at some point soon here. Yeah, we'll do an episode two. Nice. Dude, thanks for the prep. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank, thank you for, for listening. listening. Have a good night. Whatever. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. You've got mail. What the fuck?